wish to crush the dreams of a poor little orphan boy. After that, it's a little fuzzy. Chief O'Hara. Yes. Dash to the roof. Flash the bat signal. Yes, sir. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. A hearty and booming hello to my trembling and ant-like followers. Welcome to Talking Paragraphs, the most frustratingly produced podcast uh, available on the internet. I'm your host, embattled middle school teacher, Daniel Finney. And with us on the line is the world's most dangerous accountant, Memphis Paul. Paul, what's new from Memphis? Well, uh, things are, uh, well, Mm -hmm. I'm uh, dishonoring America's service people by uh, just relaxing. Um, Sure. Another way to look at it is that you're honoring America's service people by enjoying the freedoms that they fought to protect. They they died on the beaches of Omaha so that you could one day spend a a day playing World of Warcraft. It's kind of relaxing. Right. And if you listeners at home hear the occasional key click, that is that's Paul's guild running a raid. So, well, uh, if I was, or, to, yes. Or is this football manager 2011? I'm. Uh, I am playing the world of the Warcraft. Yeah. Um. That's true. Uh, but I would. What I would say is that um, we had we had made an attempt at. Um, uh, podcasting, right? I mean, we're two, st- two of them. This is our third and final attempt. I, I mean, I suppose we're still making attempts. It's still right. happening, but um, uh, I've moved to the front room, which is less private for um, you know the other members of the house. Yeah, uh, but it's right where the router is. You yeah. know, so maybe we'll get better sound quality because we've had some, te- we've had more issues than Ron DeSantos <laughs> when he was doing his uh, uh, announcement this week, which is on our our topic list, by the way. Here's what happens: we is get to Zoom it. just randomly crashes. We usually record this on Zoom in two sessions. And Zoom has just been randomly crashing. Now this is the Zoom. This is the Zoom, by the way, with the Roadrunner uh, emblem next to it. Maybe this is like the off-brand Zoom. You know, you don't you don't want the coyote going so fast zooming around that he like stops over the cliff and then falls. Yeah, that's what Zoom is like for our podcast. I don't know why it crashes so much. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's your ancient phone. Or wow. my, too much junk on my computer. Yeah. Well, you know uh, it's bad because it's like suddenly my phone is getting blamed. It's like that, that the it's it's gone off the rails. Um, could be could be drinking Pepsi during the during the podcast. Yes. Yes. That's it. 
Yeah, we've identified it. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that answer. I, I mean, I'm willing to go with any of those uh, reasons. We talked about uh, a reality TV show called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. Do we have that on record? Do we we do. And, and maybe because we have crashed enough in recent months that we have a bunch of bits lying around that I didn't bother oh. to stitch into the final product. Yeah. And we could just yeah. do a, a lost bit. So yeah. if you, it, if you think that we're going to talk about gentle art of Swedish death cleaning again, which sounds to me like a martial arts move, but regardless, yeah. we're not going to talk about that. We are going to talk about the Disney Plus series, Chinese Born American. And I'm going to reset why I watched this show. I was not interested in this show because I thought it was another Disney message series. Yeah. And that, that message being white people are awful. And, 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 but then Paul was like, I don't know, Dan, I think this looks pretty good. And here's what happens. Paul and I have been friends for years. I know exactly what was going to happen. Is this was going to be another Turk 182 or a racer head or lawnmower man where the show was going to be constantly referenced, or The Wire, yeah. uh, where it was going to be constantly referenced until I finally broke down and watched it and took away. And then he would never talk about it again because because I had taken away its power to annoy me. So I thought, well, I've got to get out ahead of this mm -hmm. and wa watch this show before he beats me over the head with it for like a couple of years. Yeah. Now, in the case of The Wire... Perfect. He was right. It was probably the best show in the history of television. Uh, same with Turk, same Turk, Turk One Eighty Two. Yeah, Turk One Eighty Two was gar was a garbage movie, but it did <laughs> it it did reinforce the fact that Kim Cattrall was once attractive yeah. and not a part of a horrible television series with Sarah Jessica Parker. And then uh, Lawnmower Man was decent. I don't know that it was all that, but it was decent. Yeah. And uh, I and Eraserhead was horrible. It was Eraserhead's one of those things where you you could sit around with film group people, mm -hmm. and then you just bring up Eraserhead, and they have that cold thousand yard stare. They're like, "Yeah, we we watched Eraserhead. We we know what you went through, Dan. You, we remember the sound. We don't like to. Nobody here talks about it. It's okay." Uh, you've done you've done what you needed to do there, and that's what a racer. Chinese born American is like Degrassi Junior High meets Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So there's this Chinese I don't know what they're called folklore, mythology, whatever you call it, and there's a bull king or something in a monkey kingdom and they're having a war or a disagreement and there are four scrolls and one of them is lost here on modern day earth. Yeah. So one of the monkeys steals the magic staff and goes to earth and ends up hooking up with this uh, regular, this American, this Chinese kid who's American born and not really in touch with the folklore. Who lives in a you know a family that's having its problems, and he's in love with this kind of hot 
uh, uh, fellow teen. Um, and then every now and then there's a Kung Fu fight that involves like a guy who has pig's ears or is part wolf or monkey or whatever. And, and it's, I wouldn't say it's fantastic, but it's, you sort of wait. Ah. Like, is it, when is this kung fu fight going to break down? Oh, there it is. Yeah, I don't. I, you, you're getting a lot into the plot. I, I don't know if the plot is very important to. Uh, no, it's definitely not. This um, uh, this show. I I would say the best thing about it is I'm not being lectured. Um, There's a little bit of lecturing, Paul. Well. I, I'm not taking the lecture on board. Sure. Uh, I think I'm I always... Mean, there... well, life is nothing but being lectured, but I, yeah, it's, that's e- a fair point. it's easy enough to uh, set it aside. Is that fair? Well... But doesn't it feel kind of light? Uh, uh, there was that whole scene where the kid, the the, the non-monkey kid, the regular kid. <laughs> the regular kid. Yeah. The this Chinese this Chinese American kid. Yeah. He like is chatting up the cute girl yes. and he ends up like tripping in some hilarious comedic way and breaking a window and and so then somebody makes a meme out of it based on this like grossly racist fake yeah. show from the 80s yeah. the, where it was like a catchphrase of the guy's last name is Wong but he's always like what could go Wong yeah. and, and like so somebody makes a meme out of this right and uh, it, and it's all over school and people are laughing and so this group uh, takes up for the kid mm-hmm. And is like, uh, hey, we won't stand for this. And they want him to make a statement. And he's just like, I don't, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, I'd like to play soccer. That's, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I want to do today. Yeah, it's like I, it's like I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, you know, it's not that big a deal to me. Uh, but I bet we get lectured on that later. Anyway. You're right. It's not a big lecture show. Um, I think it's good. Um, yeah. I would I would say the lecture quadrant, like the component uh, lecture in a Disney show today, is pretty high. Yeah, there's, there's still some of that, but yeah. it's it's low. Uh, you get regular stuff like. The kid's mom is taking them to buy clothes, and it's like, uh, no, I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear that or that. And it it feels just like very, uh, you mentioned the grassy high. The magic of the grassy high was it was just like so boring that it felt very real. Right. Yes. Like, oh, someone had crib notes for the TCAP test that was coming out, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like, well, that's dull, but that it feels very real. This life is yeah. dull, you know? Freaks uh, and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks, maybe. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. yeah. 
Sure. Um, the, the stakes are so low, they feel very real. That is yeah. what. Uh, anyway, I, I, I've, in, I've enjoyed it so far. I, it, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, it's probably a C minus show, but entertainment is so weak now. It kind of, it's kind of like a B minus. Isn't it uh, funny that we have more ways to entertain ourselves, especially with the streaming services than ever before? Yeah. That. That there's that I think it's diluted the pool to the point where everything is just sort of warm iced tea, tepid um, iced tea. Well, I, I remember Alan Sepinwall. I remember him. He, he's another one of those things yeah. I lecture you about. Um, I'm still not going to read him, but yeah. but uh, he's like, oh, we're in this golden age of TV. You had Mad Men. And, it's been a while since we had a Mad Men or a Breaking Bad, though. It, yes. So it's like, I, you know, that used to be it was the golden age of TV, and, and now it feels more like, well, there's certainly a lot of TV. I don't know that yeah. it's all great, but um, uh, it, it, it's actually a case of this 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 particular program is it's just okay, but it's 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 good enough to be. Uh, mildly entertaining, and uh, so so I don't know that I'm really selling our listenership on this, but uh, <laughs> it's fine. I think you liked it. You, you thought it was, oh, I, I would actually, fine. You're like, this I, is I fine. would rate I would rate it similarly. Like this is C C plus yeah. uh, material. It's not. I wouldn't go and be like, dude, you got to watch this. Yeah. But I'd be like, yeah, it's all right. It's fine. But given that most of the Disney Plus series make me angry by the end. Like, this one is just sort of like, like, you know, it's like they had a whole episode. I don't know if you got in there. So this isn't a spoiler, but there's a whole episode of where they spend most of their time in the, in the, in heaven where the folklore characters live. And and I just sort of at a party. It's like a a flashback to the parents' lives. And I just spent the whole time like, this is on, and I was playing my, uh, you know, virtual uh, solitaire game. Yeah. You know, I was like, look up occasionally, be like, oh, uh, he stole the sword or the magic staff or whatever. Okay, got it. You know, uh, I, I don't think I missed anything. Yeah, the folklore is definitely the expendable part of all this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to see more with him trying to the the, the earthly born Chinese kid uh, trying to woo the hot girl. Yeah, uh, who's pissed off that her parents are are phony, not fake nice, you know. But uh, anyway, so American born Chinese, it's watchable. Yeah, here's what I will say about a lot of series, no matter the streaming service, is I think this would have been a fine movie oh, of yeah. like 90 minutes to maybe two hours yeah. uh, instead of eight half-hour episodes. <laughs> uh, and there are a lot of things I yeah. see like on Netflix or whatever. I'm like, 
is there enough concept here for eight hours? Like, uh, I would watch two hours of uh, quite a few things, an hour and a half of a lot of things. Uh, and, but like six, eight episodes on something? No, just not that interested. You know, like, like, uh, well, who was it? NWA did, they did a whole, was it NWA or Public Enemy? They did a whole, it was Public Enemy. They did a two hour movie about those guys. And I was like, that was worthwhile. But I would not have watched like a eight episode docu-series about them. Uh, and a lot of times that's what, what happens is I'm like, there's a show Endor, Andor, uh, on Netflix. And everybody's like, this is the best Star Wars stories show they've done. But I'm like, I'm just, that seems like too much of a commitment. Uh, at this point, like, even shows that I used to be invested in, like uh, Riverdale, which is yeah. on regular TV, I just record it and I just sort of fast forward through them. Like, is there any hot scenes with uh, the three beautiful women? Or three? Well, there's like maybe six really beautiful women on that show. <laughs> Are they like, what? And like they, they had a whole scene where Archie and uh, Betty, like the current seasons. Uh, well, the current seasons premise is that they've been somehow thrown back in time. Oh. And they're in the 50s. Yeah. So uh, Betty is wearing uh, like lingerie under her school clothes because Veronica taught her how. Oh, yeah. And she and Archie decide to have a peep show because their windows, their bedroom windows face each other. Yeah. Um, so that's a. Uh, I guess you know, that's that's yeah. a stop. You know, I was fast forward like, oh, what's what's this all about? And that's like a minute, and then you keep fast forwarding because who cares about the, the the plot of Riverdale hasn't made sense ever, but now it's like completely gonzo, and has been for like three, four, five seasons. So I will, yeah, I will say that the um, the idea of of having really attractive people on TV. Yeah. Is um, not 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 necessarily something that happens with a lot of shows, but maybe the Archie universe. It's like this is based on fifties uh, ideals, so we're going to allow it. We're we're going to have like six really attractive people uh, within the cast. Uh, anyway, yeah, it works. Uh, for I mean, me, they have the Connors on, which they're they're there are no attractive people on that show, oh. uh, which was what made it work in the '80s because all the other shows had like modestly attractive people on them. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm risking my my employment by just even mentioning the fact that uh, people have. You know, uh, Attractions to, yeah, yeah. Um, I should be only focused on like the acting skill and whatever the hell's going on, but I'm not. So, you know, uh, crush, crush me beneath your boot heel society. 
Um, so, uh, speaking of entertainment, I watched John Wick 4. Oh. Have you seen any of the John Wick movies? No, I've, I've seen, um, a lot of stuff involving, uh, Kaneo Reeves. Yeah. Where he's, you know, um, being appropriate as a man, you know, like he's not putting his hand on the back of people, of women when he's doing photo ops. Yeah. Uh, I've seen pictures of him training for John Wick in like uh, tweets. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, here's an image of uh, school teachers warning to deal with the um, like active shooter situations. And it's just footage of um, Kaneo Reeves, the actor, um, doing actor training for John Wick. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found that uh, clip to be, you know, an entertaining clip because he's just, you know, firing off at the shooting range, like a really advanced shooting range. Um, yeah, he's. It's one. Of, I've seen this clip, and it's one yeah. where like he moves from one position to another and reloads different kinds of guns yeah. and rifles. And because there was a time when the idea was that teachers would have guns, right? And that was the solution for the violence in society. Yeah, um, I have no comment on that issue. Well, I, I'm just saying that's 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 my consumption of John Wick is to. to consume various Canal Reeves related things. There's yeah. a there's there was a comic that came out that he was like on the right. Maybe he was the he had the idea for it or something. Uh, so I enjoyed that little comic. Uh, so those yeah. those are the kind of things. He I think he's on TikTok too. He'll do little things like here's a Friday vibe, and it's yeah. just him dancing around. He seems like a really good guy. So. I, yeah, I think that's universal. Like, he's. I think that's universally. The story on him is actually super nice. So I've consu- I, I've consumed some. Uh, yeah. Some uh, some Kaneo Reeves stuff, but not the actual John Wick piece of that. Yeah, uh, John Wick, the first movie, yeah. was sort of a a surprise. Because it looked like one of these low-budget February movies where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. just violence porn. And it is violence porn, but uh, the premise is this. Like, Keanu Reeves had retired from this secret guild of assassins and was just yeah. living the suburban life with his wife. Sure. Uh, and then his wife dies of cancer. But on the day that he gets home from the funeral a package arrives with a puppy and yeah. it's actually, it turns out that his wife arranged for him to get this puppy uh, so that uh, he wouldn't be alone. Yeah. So he's very close to the dog. Well, then these two dipshit like Russian mobsters mm-hmm. uh, rob him and they shoot his dog and they beat him up and they shoot his dog. Well, then he goes he goes Bobby Yaga and like digs up his weaponry sure. and uh, goes to work to uh, kill these two guys. Well, one of these guys is the son 
of like some high level Russian boss. And and he's like, you can't kill my son. I said, I get it. Uh, they were out of line, but you can't kill my son. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. He ends up killing all of them. Uh, and it's and there's lots of car chases and right. stupid gunplay and whatnot. The kind of thing that would get a certain group of people really upset. Uh, and somebody like me is like, that was great. Well, then they extended the story and extended the story. And now you're just seeing like, well, what cool stuff have we done with guns yeah. today? Uh, I I will say this, like with each successive Die Hard, like mm-hmm. Bruce Willis became more invincible. Yeah. But it, with each successive John Wick, it looks like Keanu Reeves is taking more of a beating yeah. each time. Wow. So uh, this fourth one, the I don't think you need to know anything about the plot other than he's going to kill all of the main guys of the secret cabal. And, uh, you know, they're like, well, we're not going to allow that. And then they send all sorts of people to kill him. Yeah. They, they've, uh, you know, there are the way these things work. You you have a hit franchise. They're always like, well, what's the next one? So they've already released um, the concept for John Wick Five. You, you want to know the concept for it? Ah, uh, yes. It's basically that skit from Monty Python where the guy he has the dead parrot, and it's like, no, no, it's just asleep. Yeah. And it's basically that skit, but with more action and less, yeah. less British accents because um, you know, he's American. Yeah, and, and, and it's a skit, except it goes like this. Like, uh, hey, I bought this uh, parrot. Yeah. To get over my wife. Okay, try to put that in. Giving you my wife, my yeah. wife died. Yeah, I had this And all card. I had was this parrot. It's a gift card for this pet shop. And now it's dead. Mm-hmm. I want my money back. You know, well, uh, you know, sometimes parrots die. Sorry, buddy. No, no exchanges. I don't think you understand. My wife died, and so did the parrot. <laughs> then he just kills everybody. Yeah, he kills. He kills the parrot, all, which happen to be alive. All, kills, all the pet, all the pets in the pet shop. Which feels, sure, doesn't, sure, sure. Doesn't feel fair to them, but. Shoots eighty-nine-year-old John Cleese, you yeah. know, and everyone's done. Uh, and then he goes yeah. to the back, and the, the, you know, they have like some he, kind of cocaine factory back there, and he blows he, that all up. He finds John Idol, you know. He shoots up the Ford Motor Company, yeah. you know. Whatever happens, uh, wasn't it? But but you're right. Yeah. I apologize to all the Idol family. Yeah. Uh, do he was a uh, yeah, uh, okay. We're gonna talk about politics, I'm against it, but you have uh, do we need, do we need to take a little break here? We're gonna risk uh, such a long segment here. You're right, Paul. I, I'm glad you're here to remind me of these things. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. From our non sponsor. 
He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. It's a Cobra attack. Get the G.I. Joe hovercraft. Get the new Joes aboard. G.I. Joe hovercraft holds nine Joes. It's the big new way to bring the Joe team into action. And it floats on water. Release death charges. Go, Joe. Chase that Cobra. Way to go, Joe. G.I. Joe hovercraft comes with driver, other figures, and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. Welcome back. Uh, thank you to Hasbro and the Return this, of the Jedi for sponsoring what? this episode. Does Hasbro make the Hot Wheels? Hasbro Mattel makes the Hot Wheels. Uh, Hasbro makes um, G.I. Joe. I had a G.I. Joe ad in there. Uh, I think it was for the hovercraft. Right. The whale. The whale. Uh, so we're going to talk about politics here for a minute Uh, this is a breaking news situation Ron DeSantos announced his candidacy for presidency on Twitter live yes Uh, and it drew fewer viewers than when somebody put uh, a watermelon mm-hmm. uh, on a table and then wrapped, kept wrapping rubber bands around it right. and, until it exploded. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what to say to that other than uh, I, I feel like that's metaphorical. Like if Ron DeSantos becomes president. That's yeah. just going to be putting another rubber band around the earth, or at least at least the United States democracy. Um, <laughs> we'll just put we'll just keep putting those rubber bands around until the thing breaks. See what happens. You're saying there's going to be some uh, uh, some of his speeches will talk about that, or like this slogan just, will be highly elastic. I'm just saying. Uh, on, on the right, we have people who want to control how you worship, what you do with your body, what, uh, what, I mean, it's, you, what, where you, how school is done. And on the left, you have people who want to control how you talk, what you think. And so, who's the guy, who was the guy that would smash the watermelons? Gallagher, he's running for president. <laughs> I was going to say, that's his running mate. Well, Gallagher just died. We we talked about his passing recently. Oh, we did? Well, we, death did. is no excuse. <laughs> it's not. We, we already have a corpse president, so. Oh, well, I, I thought you were going to be political then. You're going to cut I, that? Here, no, maybe. I don't know. Here's my thing, like. As an American, I don't feel represented by any of these people, really? uh, any of these parties. Like, saying, wait, if Gallagher became president, you don't feel like uh, a man as, as a, just watermelons for our entertainment is is un-American? I feel like that's no. me. That's you, me, and everyone. Gallagher. Every <laughs> there's a there was a joke. There you know, some people. 
some people wrap themselves in the flag. I, I'd be wrapping myself in that cellophane to keep the, right. Keep the watermelon juice off me. Yeah, sure, that's right. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, or Trump spittle, whatever. However you want yeah. to do it, I. I shouldn't yeah. make jokes about Biden being old, but why not? Well, you, you uh, followed it up with a Trump joke, so I feel like we're balanced now. Here's my th- well, I don't, I don't feel mm-hmm. represented by any of these. Now, truthfully, like Biden's more moderate than than many Democrats, but like, you know, I just, I don't think anybody. I don't trust any of these people anymore. I'm not sure that anyone's been qualified for the office, maybe ever. Who knows? I don't know. It's just the way politics are done in the mass media age, there's no way that we can do it uh, where it's not a like a who looks better popularity contest type thing. Like that's been true for like 70 years now. So... There's nothing we can do about it. I, it's it's over now. Mm-hmm. Other than to be like, I don't know. And so politics are sort of plus everyone has picked a silo and and I don't want to be in either one of them. Like I just want to. So, I, I want a moderate, but a moderate can't win the extremists. And so, and I live in Iowa, so, which is dead red, just like Tennessee. So how I would, my vote is basically thrown away. Some people are like in a corn silo and some are like in a sorghum silo. Is that? Or, yeah, wheat, however you want to do it. I don't know. I don't know what else they put in. I know they put corn in silos, beans in silo. I don't know. Whatever they put in the silos, the one that you're in is not the one that I'm in. Therefore, you're my hated enemy. Uh Really, I want an America where we make the Chex Mix that has all the kinds of grains in it. <laughs> a rice silo is yeah. mixed with the uh, corn and corn bread. and yeah. yeah, sure. And it's some Worcestershire sauce, just as common yeah. sense. Yeah. Peanuts, maybe That's, some pistachios, pretzels. Well, yes, definitely pretzels. I I can't support now, pistachios. Now, I'm sorry. Well, That's where I draw the line. Get get out of my fucking country. Damn Southerners. Uh, also, uh, this is your joke. So you had a word of an announcement Did I? Tell me. By, by another potential candidate. Um, I guess it was Zero Hedge's joke. But no one knows what Zero Hedge is except you. I, and, and other right-wing conspiracists? I guess I don't know. You know, I make jokes, and then you pitch the joke in a way that, that uh, kind of the joke is dead, or... Uh, uh, I, was trying to, I, was try, I was trying to throw the segment back to you. I was like, I'd, I've said all I have to say about uh, the fact that uh, Ron DeSantis... His announcement was outdrawn by an exploding watermelon video. Um, 
Yeah, I, I guess I don't have um, much to say. It was just something that happened this week. He announced his yeah. presidency. He did it in a weird way, which isn't really saying anything about his politics necessarily. Yeah. Um, He's but, from Florida. I would put that in there. <laughs> it could just be a Florida thing. He's backed by... He's backed by Florida men, which are related to a Florida man who is responsible for all the crime in the United States. But, um, yeah, I I guess I like the idea that you have these big uh, companies that are trying, you know, it's like Twitter is basically backed. It's paid for by Colgate or Procter & Gamble or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah. The kids are doing this. Well, we need to pay a bunch of money so that we're seen to be doing this. And uh, all the polished media stuff that went into it, the, the biggest crowd that's yeah. ever happened on this space, which wasn't even a Twitter space. It was a Facebook Live, which is, I guess, identical. It was these no. two guys screwing around. And I don't even know how they got it out there. I don't know how they let people know, hey, tune in at at five, we're going to uh, get a watermelon yeah. and uh, put water bands around it, it, which feels like that show or those clips where the people just shoot stuff yeah. or burst things, just random things. Um, uh, just to see how they, they look when they're exploding or being it's crushed. It's, it's kind of the modern version of the uh, Mentos and the Diet Coke. <laughs> Who does that? Who does the, the exploding? Is that a Twitter thing? Is it a TikTok thing? The exploding melon? I've seen it several times. No, no, no. I feel like you had forwarded me things where it's like, it's a it's a baseball and it's being crushed between two um, metal oh, sheets. That's uh, Letterman. That was Letterman's old oh. thing. Oh, okay. but he, would, he would use an 800-pound press. I just, I just feel like the Santos would have done better. Like, hey, I'm gonna get a football and press it between two um, industrial uh, metal sheets, and then afterwards, I'm just gonna yeah. say a few words where I announce my presidency. I'm gonna keep that real short, that yeah. part real short, because no one cares. This is the, the the this is the Deflate Gate Brady football. Yeah, that they're put in there. Sure. Well, not to be outdone, according to Zero Hedge, uh, Jeb Bush announced his presidency via Teams. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 funny because they're both bland. Jeb Bush yeah. and uh, the the best jokes need to be explained. The best jokes need to be explained. Yeah, it's good. It's a good joke. Um. Uh, we both graduated from high school 30 years ago yeah. this this month or next month, one of the two. Uh, and this is also this week was the 30th anniversary of Jose Canseco's famous or infamous outfield play for the Texas Rangers when uh, the long fly ball to hit, I think it was in right field. A good, uh, a good he outfielder. Missed it, it yeah. Hit him on the head and went over the wall for a home run. Yeah, a good outfielder 
would have caught the ball. Uh, if it was yeah. uh, who's that guy named Skates? Who he that guy was not a good outfielder for uh, the Braves. Is that Otis Nixon or the other guy? Otis Nixon was a good outfielder. I mean, he was fast. He could cover a lot of ground. Well, I'm trying to, it was another guy that was called Skates. He was a the Braves of my youth had a lot of um, kind of sketchy, fast yeah, outfielders. Bill Murphy was good. Anyway, uh, a bad outfielder, like Braves bad, would have just allowed it to, to land and it would be a double. Right. Uh, Canseco, he, he just went overboard. It's like, I'm just going to let this hit my head and bounce yeah. over my, you know, over the, the wall and be a home run, you know. If I had done nothing, if I'd been picking daisies, yeah, uh, I think that I mean it might have been steroid brain there. He thought he thought he was playing soccer. He was just trying to get a header to, to knock it away. It is funny because it's like he was on that Oakland team that was just filled. Yeah. That was one of my favorite teams uh, in baseball. Yeah. It, it, it was just an all star team, like a hundred plus win team. And then they lost to the Dodgers, and then the team yeah. kind of broke up. But um, well, no, they I, won the World Series the next year, and then they lost. So they that was a great. You're right; it's a great team. We were talking about this pregame, pre-show, like that happened when we graduated from high school. But like four or five years earlier, they were that was the best team in baseball. Like in '88, they went to the World Series. They and that was McGuire's rookie year, Mark McGuire. It was uh, Conseco. Uh, they had Terry Steinbaugh. Uh, let's see, uh, Dave well, Stewart was yeah. Dave, Dave Stewart was like, their ace. Yeah, I, I had a good staff. I had a good bullpen. That was yeah, back. And, that was back was when just, uh, the the one inning ace, you know, yeah. was pioneered by Larusa. Yeah, ten. They had eight. Uh, they had Dennis Eckersley, who'd remade his career yeah. from being a starter in Boston and Chicago to yeah. being uh, the best reliever in baseball. Yeah. And they lost. They lost to the Dodgers. Uh, but then the next year, in the Bay Series, mm. they beat uh, San Francisco yeah. in the Earthquake Series. Uh, and, and San Francisco wasn't nearly as good. Yeah. Uh, they just had Jack Clark, and yeah. uh, and then they had, then they went to the World Series again in 1990, got swept by the Reds. With the Reds had uh, Rob Dibble. Yeah, but they I don't know if Rob Dibble was there yet or not. But they they had Paul O'Neill. They had. Uh, uh, Jose Cruz, a couple of other guys. Before they were, they were pretty good. They were Lou Pinella was their manager. Before we, before we end the segment, I, I, uh, I want to divert slightly and talk about Ronald Acuna because he was mentioned here recently as being, Oh, could this be baseball's first 40, 60 guy? And yeah. it made me think about Conseco because he was the first 40-40 guy. Yeah. And uh, 
I feel like there's some similarities between Conseco and Ronald McDonough. Both both yeah. have all the you know all the talent in the world. Started their careers off strong. He Acuna is still very young, but yeah. he's had he's had little glimpses of bad things. Like he was he had some injury um, issues, and then he kind of took a couple needless swipes at Freddie Freeman about you know the music he was playing in the locker room. Yeah, Freddie took that and was like, well, "I guess we'll see how they like my music in L.A." Uh, so it makes it's just funny. It's like, oh, well, that this feels like this forty sixty comparison feels like Conseco, and then later in the week, here's this thirty years of uh, this baseball doinking off of. Hope that's not a sign of uh, antics to come from Mister Acuna, your erstwhile uh, flag chip player for the Braves. Let me be an English teacher for just a second. And I, I have to say, no, I just, uh, I think doink is one of my favorite onomatopoeia. What is, what, what is that? Onomatopoeia is words that words are the sound. So bam, yeah. pow, yeah. doink. Yeah. Doink is in, in my list, the favorite onomatopoeia. They never, they never did any doinks on, uh, the original, uh, Adam West Batman, which I think was a mistake. It was no. Mention. I don't know that. I don't know that that's true. They had a lot of them. Did they? Did they ever have a base that was Conseco ever on that? Was there ever a doink? You know, did he was ever Conseco get Conseco on a show that was over before he was born? I don't know. Uh, I guess. I'm just saying what a one of the penguin uh, ruffians was trying to get at him, and he had his baseball bat out and. He just got dunked on the head. And, uh, Could be. Could be. Uh, rest in peace, Tina Turner. Yeah. Uh, great vocalist. Uh, Open a I, lot of people's eyes to spousal and domestic abuse. Um, I had one prepared joke. Go ahead. That uh, Charlize Theron, she should have, uh, I don't know if she did or not, but she should have been the first in line to be like, hey, without the uh, the dome, there wouldn't have been a road. Yeah. Re- referencing the titles of the Mad Max movies, without Beyond the Thunderdome, there would thought, be no I thought you said the best, jokes, the best jokes didn't have to be explained. It, yeah. I think <laughs> I stand by that. I <laughs> There was a there was a Pete there was something on the TikTok this week. It was from yeah. the Cher show, which I didn't realize oh. was a thing. But it had Cher and it had Tina Turner and they were dancing to some song. Which you mean from uh, back in the day? Yeah, well, not today. Yeah, because yeah. Cher. There was dead. the Sunny and Cher. There was the they, like this TV was the Cher be, show. TV used to be littered with variety shows. This is when people and... had talent. Well, it was when it, when all we knew how to do was vaudeville. So they would have yeah. people come out and sing and do skits and whatnot. Well, we don't do that anymore. But uh, anyway, it was a great. Share, little, it was it the was Sunny great, and Cher well, show, and then well, there was the Cher show. This was this was from the Cher show. Yeah, and it had Cher and it had Tina Turner, and they were both dressed up in some 
they looked like Kurt Court from a chorus line. Uh, uh -huh. It was heavily feathered. Yeah. Uh, and the kind of, uh, it showed a lot of skin. It, I don't think it would have been a show, a showpiece from today's TV. But would they, it have, were, they were very would have, would have been competitive with like an average episode of Charlie's Angels. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, sure. it was very it was a very entertaining little uh, segment. Yeah. A little 15 minute sec 15, 15 minute 15 second little segment on the TikTok. Yeah. And it made me think uh is one of those people that I forget how charismatic and uh, attractive yeah. uh, she was uh, in her heyday. Uh, I, I really like Cher. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's lampoon worthy because she does things. She takes risks and some of them are so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, she's got an Oscar uh, mm -hmm. and an Emmy and uh, a Stanley Cup trophy. Yes, the, Stan the Stanley Cup trophy. The, they, the they, 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 they give those the out. She won the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, she, she's very talented, and yeah. she's shown that in a lot of. Oh, and uh, a Grammy. She's got an Oscar, an Emmy, and a Grammy. I think she has multiple yeah. Grammys. Yeah. Uh, the only thing she doesn't have is a Tony. Yes, yeah. for Broadway stuff. So, uh, she's she's very very talented. Uh, she's very very funny, yeah. and and her appearances on Letterman in the eighties are the stuff of legend. Yeah. She's got a good uh, pair of gammies. I know that much from this little clip. Gammies uh, are one of our sponsors this week. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Drake, not the school, plays Memphis. Uh, summer, yeah. Or summer concert. Uh, yeah. Well, that's fascinating. I just wanted uh, to throw that in Des Moines' face in our alma mater. They've been uh, pulling teeth to try and get Drake. And uh, Well, Drake, Drake played here. Oh. He just didn't, like. He was just Drake's, in and out. Drake's, Drake the university's marketing people mm -hmm. just just prostituted themselves trying to get Drake to come to campus. Because yeah. somehow getting Drake, the rapper, to come to Drake the university yeah. would, would would somehow bring the institution to uh, the level that it's always wanted to attain, which is yeah. to have celebrity rappers drop by from time to time. Yeah. Uh, so Drake, after he played his show in Des Moines, like in the middle of the night, as his tour bus is leaving town, he gets his picture taken next to the Drake sign, yeah. and then and then puts it on his uh, what you call it, the Instagram, and uh, you know, it was that period was so embarrassing. Like I was told, and I believe this, like. Every time they saw like an adult black man on campus, mm -hmm. which was not that often, uh, they would just run around. Oh, that's great! Drake is here. Drake he's is here. here. No, no, this is the he's... head of uh, Drake Public Safety. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's actually yeah. an employee. 
It's a visiting, leave them alone. Visiting lecturer or the HVAC unit needed replacing. Just any black man doing his job. Yeah, yeah. It gets a bunch of throng of students until they get too close. And they're like, "Oh, that's that's not the drizzle uh, or the drizzy or whatever he's called." I don't know. There's that easy, easy the different guy. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, to hell with it. Or literally. Uh, so you can throw that in our face, but Drake's already been here. Okay. So, you know, take it, take it as you will. Uh, robot umps are in AAA. Yeah. Uh, fatalities are still at uh, under ten. Uh, because I don't know if you know this or not, but if you argue with a robot ump, they're able to use lethal lethal force if you use a certain combination of words. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know that I had any particular jokes lined up for this robot up situation. I I know that automation is one of those topics where it's like, oh, they're coming for our jobs, you know? Yeah. But then, but then it creates these other jobs, you know? So I, I don't, I don't know if the umpire was the job where it's like, well, I've, surveyed careers this is i feel like i can do this and, and a robot's not going to take my place so wh- whoever thought that thing to himself yeah you know, 15 years ago was wrong uh there are robot umps and they're yeah. they're coming for you well they're going to be robot teachers soon yeah uh and <laughs> that's not true and they'll be robot accountants uh, well, we've outsourced that, but to other countries. But I, uh, a robot can't take the place of the empathy of the uh, modern school teacher. But empathy, for, yeah. But I'll say, I'll say for these robot umps, um, yeah. Uh, are, are you know, are we going to clean them? Uh, you know. Is it, Will, will there be like uh, kind of ancillary careers of uh, making sure they're greased up, their optical nerves are, are correct? Um, the, will there be a human interface to see if the, uh, the ump's being argued with? Or um, will there be like another um, Terminator movie where the Terminator unit comes back as an ump? You know, and he so he would blend in because there are robot umps now. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm picturing a, a it's it's the Terminator, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's come back. He's he's full he's following things for the humans again. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he's been uh, thwarted by Enrico Palazzo. From the uh, um, Zucker Zucker's Abram film, Naked Gun, you know that guy. <laughs> yeah. So he comes back to kill um, uh, who? Frank Grubin. Maybe maybe they get uh, Reggie uh, Reggie Jackson back, yeah. or, or maybe a young star. Um, Ronald Acuna or uh, 
that guy with the angels that pitches and hits uh, to, to, to be the good guy in that one. But, yeah. So, you know, at least we have good films coming out of this robot opera. <laughs> See, I thought there was actually going to be like a machine oh, yeah. behind home plate that was per- was either connected to cameras or yeah. had cameras that would just see the pitches and be able to, but no, it's like something the umpire wears. Oh, that, that like it's like a little thing, like Google Glasses or something. Ah, uh, because they're always no. saying, "Oh, can you see?" Yeah, I got these yeah. Google Glasses. Or yeah, you used to be able to, you used to be able to play three blind mice until the umpire got too sensitive for that. But um, <laughs> uh, the, I would have thought the first job to get automated on a baseball field was pitcher because we already have uh, those fast pitch machines, you know, down at the uh, Funko Arcade, you know, the batting cage, right? Yeah. Uh, my concern with that is that. Uh, uh, I feel like the pitching machine is at a severe disadvantage. Yeah. A lot of balks. Well, yeah. Yeah, For sure it can't do pickoffs. Unless unless you do some more, like it get more mechanized where it fires one over to first at 97 miles an hour. But I I don't know who's going to switch it from curve to, you know, I don't know. Seems like that wouldn't work. Maybe uh, that's maybe that's where we get the RoboCop situation. I just want robot players. Uh, it's what I want. I mean, let's stop trying to perfect the human body. Realize that that's imperfect from the start, and instead yeah. just have more Prince Fielders. Have, have a bunch of robot RoboCops out there. Yeah. You know, blasting the ball around the infield uh, so fast you can't even see it, like a hockey puck. Yeah. Uh, and see see what happens then. But there uh, was that. In fact, uh, I don't even think we need a game at all. We can just have something at home. We can just play ourselves whenever we want. There was that. <laughs> there was that Sly. You know, like wiffle ball. There was yeah. that Sly Stallone movie. Well, I was thinking where... more like foot or like a baseball, like RBI baseball or something. Yeah, yeah. Stratomatic. There was that Stallone movie where he was. Uh, a judge with a gun, and uh, he judge was dread. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that guy would be a good umpire. He's kind of a robot, but he's also pronouncing judgments. He's not a robot. He's a regular guy. Uh, well, he seems very wooden. He, he, he yeah, because he's being played by Stallone. When did you ever know. go to Stallone for like? I mean, depth I and breadth of emotion. Like Bobby you know. Cox, his record of, of ejections would be safe. Because you, you argue with Judge Dredd too many times, you're just going to be shot. You know, he, right. he had a trigger I am finger. Law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Aaron Boone that's, would be dead. That would, be, that would satisfy a lot of Yankee fans. Especially that, uh, Yankee, that, that Twitter account. Like, when's yeah, Boone been fired? Yankee Bird. Yeah, we'd have to change the name as as Aaron Boone been murdered by the robot empire yet, which yeah. may be too many characters for a Twitter name. Would make for a good Twitter space, though. 
I think people would show up for that. Would they? Yeah. I don't, Judge, I don't know. Judge Dredd ejecting uh, Aaron Boone. Yeah, I think there'd be a lot of New Yorkers tuning in for that. <laughs> the city would come to a standstill. Like, what, yeah. what's going on? What's with this traffic? Uh, Judge Dredd is uh, ejecting Aaron Boone. It's like, I oh, understood. Uh, ejecting. Uh, the traffic is just there. They've got the got to get the meat wagon over there to pick up what's left of him to uh, haul it off to the funeral home or the medical examiner's office. So yeah. don't, don't know what order that goes in. But, the, uh, what's fortunate, though, is that they take the body of Aaron Boone. Like, there's just mm-hmm. a, there's a little bit of life left in, in him. So they turn yeah. him into, like, the $5 million manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's see. The problem is, then they replace him, but they're not going to replace the right parts, like his brain. His brain, you know, his brain can like, be replaced. His brain's going to be sitting there running through rins over replacement. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we need him to be, you know, running through like, uh, you know, s- scenarios for stealing bases or uh, do we hit and run here? They'll get the chatbot AI mechanism to to word his uh, legalese responses to the umpire's pronouncements, kind of like he does now. Okay. So the, there's a Hot Wheels TV show coming. Yeah. Uh, tell me what you know, because I don't know anything. Uh, it has the guy from Community, which you don't know what that show is, but uh, kind of the handsome Hot Wheels, guy. It's called, called Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. Joel McHale. He he was he was shown on some of the previews. Oh no! Basically, they take um, a concept from a Hot Wheels car of our youth. Yeah. And then they're doing something to. They have like people that are super mechanics, converting this this car into an actual car using parts from the from the robot umpires factory. Yeah. And then it's a TV show. I, mm. I feel like this is something that in my mind should be better than it actually will be. It'll be like the G.I. Joe movies that weren't very good. Yeah, or the Transformers movies. Or, or like, oh, can't we just get Frank Hanna or whoever the guy was that did the G.I. Joe cards yeah. to, to plot out this movie? It's, it's Larry, ha- Larry Hammer. Yeah. And said, no, what, what? Weren't there all kinds of delightful cars? There, there cars were. Are you? Wouldn't you want to see those real cars? I would. I. Uh, more That's than all anything, we want. Yeah. More than anything, I want to see the tires with the red lines on them. Because <laughs> that was that was a high. That was like the original line of Hot Wheels had red lines on the well on right, the tires. Yeah. So right now on TV somewhere, there's yeah. a show called The Great American Baking Show, which is based. Yeah. It's a dead. They've just they've just taken. Uh, they've just stolen from the British the British baking show yeah. concept. Well, why not? As long as we're stealing from the British, why don't we just bring in the guys from that British car show? Yeah, let them do this. Sure, they had, they had an entertaining show. Apparently, I didn't watch any of it. 
but uh, you know, right now he's doing a sun, he's doing a column for the Sunday Times, Jeremy Clarkson guy. He can stop that and leave that to an actual journalist, and they could come do this Hot Wheels show and uh, probably tune it up to be a little better than than what I, it I looks can... like in the ads. See. Some I of my like favorite Hot Wheels were already real cars. Yeah, like I had a, a the Batmobile and the General yeah. Lee and like the hot. I had a, I had a Hot Wheels. Uh, I think they were vehicles from Emergency. You know the TV uh, show Emergency. Yeah, <laughs> I've got I've, I've got a Rescue Fifty One. Yeah. Uh, but I had uh, a Hot Wheels like '68 Corvette Stingray with a. Uh, yeah kind of a sparkly uh deep red paint job that, that i still have it's pretty beat up but i still yeah. have it uh and there was like a blue i had like a blue sparkly uh red uh, uh rolls royce yeah. silver whatever they're called that i uh, i also thought was great it was heavier than the yeah. other cars and i would i would often crash it into them well like the whole point of hot wheels is to crash me, them into other hot wheels sure. let me okay let me pitch this show to you i don't know what they're gonna do with the actual show yeah. but here here's well, I've, my, I've watched a trailer for it while we were talking and oh, it looks horrible well so so i bet my it is better just yeah. based on this the actual show being horrible so they have this show where it's like people come in and they build a house for people that lost their house yeah well, this show, you have some five-year-old, and he's got a box. He's got a shoe box full of Hot Wheels. Yeah. And the parent writes in to the show. It's like, oh, little Tommy, he lost Hot Wheels. Here's the box. And you just send in a picture of his collection of cars. And then yeah. you just show up with a couple of these cars outside the house, and the five-year-old is just ex- he's just excited beyond belief. And maybe, yeah. maybe they crashed the two cars into each other. Because that's what he does, the five-year-old, you know. Right. Uh, and the, uh, kid, the kid's just delighted, and so am I, and so are you. Yeah. Because that, that's the best thing you could do. And maybe and maybe Joel McHale dies. He's <laughs> <This is> a fiery. <laughs> he, he forgets to put on or, fire retardant. Jo, 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 yeah, or put the, forgets to put on a seatbelt, whatever, not wearing a helmet. Yeah. And, or, you know, uh, uh, that guy from The Talking Dead, Chris Hardwick. Maybe <laughs> he dies. He, yeah, maybe he's a guest hosting that day. And he just, he's just he's, standing there between the two cars that run into. Yeah, the car. now that now you're talking. Uh, I, here's the one hot wheel. I don't know what it was called, yeah. but it was it was like a big. How about um, here's the here's the season finale. Yeah, they built they build the little ramp that goes in a, a circle up in the air. And they bring in Evil Knievel to do this uh, thing that just takes you up and around in a circle. It relies on ventricle force to not kill yourself. Yeah. I'd watch that. I, I remember there was a Hot Wheels. I like it. <laughs> I remember there was a Hot Wheels yeah. that was like, it looked like a suit, like a futuristic survival machine yeah. that actually had like a little plastic part up front that if you push down on it, it had stairs that you could climb in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Uh, and it looked kind of like a dragon. Oh, uh, I would bring, you know, I, I'd bring in uh, Bo and Luke Duke, you know, if it's the General Lee or the the stars from Emergency 51 or, uh, you know, yeah. Adam West for the Batmobile. I feel like there's a yeah. lot you could do that they're not going to do. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe well, they've maybe they've left that off the promo. All these great Adam, ideas. Adam Adam West is dead, is there, and I, I don't know why you had to throw that in our face. Is there anyone? Has anyone done any Batman remakes? Is there any of those people we can <laughs> we can find? Um, the, the Birdman is he doing anything? Uh, he can take a few days offset of the the. G.I. Joe movies doing. Yeah. Well, I think this is about enough of this. <laughs> of this uh, podcasting? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got it's been... we got one last thing here on the list that oh. should have gone in politics. Okay. Claudia Conway, the daughter of mm-hmm. Kellyanne Conway, yeah. has joined Playboy as a content creator, yeah. which is basically like being on OnlyFans. So... Apparently, Claudia Conway doesn't get along with her mother yeah. in relation to politics, and so her revenge, yeah. uh, it, or whatever, is to be on Playboy content, which I guess is mm-hmm. like only fans where you, but better. They they make yeah, multi- they get, higher multiples of uh, earnings according they, to Playboy. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I I. I don't have anything to say about this because I, I just well, I had forgotten. I had forgotten about Kellyanne Conway, and you bringing I, up her daughter in this capacity brings her back to mind, and I'm not happy about it, Paul. I'll just be honest with you. Well, it's, I it's, had pitched, you know, I had pitched this story differently. Yeah, the, the headline I came across this of Claudia Conway to be in Playboy content, and my joke was like, "What's your first question? Who or what?" Yes, because we didn't know what Playboy content was or this person. Uh, right, that, that is existed. fair. Uh-huh. You did say that. I I agree that that's funnier uh-huh. than what I said. Uh, I just don't. I don't want to think about these people anymore. You t- you took a delicious Krispy Kreme donut. Oh God! Here we you, go. And you filled it with like. Uh, What's that? What's that? Frog gras? You know when they take the the ducks and they f- feed them so that their livers get real big or something. I, I don't know These, what you're talking about, and I'm not going to look it up. So, like separately, foie gras and Krispy Kreme we, donuts are. Good, we thank but... everyone for listening. I hope you you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. We thank be, our veterans for their sacrifices. Be kind, uh, behave, and don't don't put foie gras in yeah. your Krispy Kreme donuts. Okay. All right, thanks. and that can be a metaphor for your humor too. I think, listeners, think, let's just go off to the void of Brooklyn. Good to talk to you, buddy. Say hello to your mother. In the void of Brooklyn, New York. Well, I guess we can close the file on that one. <laughs>